Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Is That a Foul? The only podcast designed for people who don't know anything about sports. What's I'm up, knuckleballs? <laughs> I'm your host, Connor Clifton, joined by my co-host, Cody DeLegger. Hey, Cody. Hey, Connor. You're excited. Oh, I'm ready to go. This is going to be a fun one. I'm excited for this topic. I got a lot of cool clips pulled up. Ooh, I'm ready yeah. to go. I got a big list. All right. Well, um, I guess we should get going into it. Are, are, are there any sports news that we missed in this past week? Connor, we've been watching a documentary about sports. We have. We've been watching The Last Dance, the uh, documentary about Michael Jordan and his time with the Chicago Bulls. It really just like Michael Jordan as a person, his whole career. Yeah. They touch the on everything. Downs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And last night, Cody, why don't you tell our listeners, what were the episodes that uh, it touched upon? Well, uh, touched upon uh, quite a few things, actually. Um, first, we talked about kind of their endorsements that Jordan had, including his famous deal with Nike. Uh, talked about his Gatorade deal a little bit. Uh, talked about the commercials he was in, famously the one with um, Spike Jones, uh, Spike Jones, Spike Lee, um, and two different filmmakers. And um, also uh, the Dream Team. Uh, then we kind of moved in to... Um, talking about his kind of downfall in the public eye uh, revolving around the 93 finals versus the Knicks uh, regarding his gambling addiction, quote unquote, whatever you want to say happened there where he was in Atlantic city for a little bit. And then also he got tied up with some bad dudes and some gambling debts. And yeah, people uh, were looking for a way to take him down and uh, they did. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I remember there was a scene in it with Barack Obama. Oh, yeah. Another appearance in it, <laughs> which was funny because in the first episode when he appeared, it listed him as former Chicago resident. Yes. And this time around, they listed him as President Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah, this time they were like, all right, Barack he was Obama. the president. <laughs> yeah. Um, which was funny to me. Cody, uh, um, Ned and I called it out. It was very funny. <laughs> um, and then they asked Barack Obama what he thought about uh, what's his, uh, Michael Jordan not speaking up in the race between uh, Gant and Helms mm -hmm. related to Jesse uh, Ed Helms. Oh, really? Ed Helms is related to Ed Helms, I believe. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, Southern Southern boys. Southern boy. Uh, Southern boys. So yeah, Michael Jordan didn't say anything. Didn't come out to support Gant, and they asked Barack Obama what he thought about that, and Barack Obama sidestepped the issue. Of course. <laughs> It made me so mad. He's like, it really hurt. You know, it would have been nice to have seen Michael Jordan, uh, you know, stand up for Gant. On the other hand, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, Boo. come on, Barry. <laughs> Pick a side for once. Jeez, Barry. Um, yeah. So but it was very good. Yeah, it was a really great couple of episodes. I was really excited to see some of the Dream Team footage. Uh, including like the infamous practice that was really cool to learn about. Um, I want to say one thing, uh, and I know I'm not the first person to say this, the music. Oh my God. Th like it could not be better. Like when friggin' Rosa Parks started to play when they went to mm -hmm. the last Hawks game. Uh, God, that was so incredible. Uh, just so well-timed. Um, 
like so good in terms of like the like what they picked and how it plays with the footage. Um, mm-hmm. Just masterful editing, masterful work there with the music choices. And the guy's yeah. on Twitter and he's like, thanks, everybody. <laughs> everybody's shouting him out. I think that's super cool. Um, besides that, nothing much. Uh, LeBron made a statement recently where he said uh, in sports news where he was like, uh, nobody's talked about, you know, um, uh suspending the season completely i would have heard about that that's not happening right now we don't know what's going to happen but we're going to play nba again and um i don't know why he said that as much as i think he was just trying to like help the fans feel better and also i think he might have a belief here's the deal the number one storyline this year was lebron is up for mvp and the Lakers could win the finals. And I think LeBron's very upset that he's losing a year out of his career and maybe one of his best chances late in his career to win another finals because if LeBron goes down with three, the him versus Jordan debate is kind of completely over. But if LeBron Uh, picks up a couple more, then it's kind of back again. Is there any chance that uh, his handling of the Hong Kong incidents may have led to him like trying to really win brownie points or trying to like get everybody back on his side or have people really not cared. I think that quickly went away when he started playing well. <laughs> I think that, quick, <laughs> that was quickly not a thing anymore. As soon as people were like, Hey, LeBron's back to playing good and his team's good. I like LeBron. Um, that really, we're going to do a full episode on LeBron. We've talked about it, but yeah. uh, that was really like, if you want to point, I can't think of another thing you can point to in his career as ter- as in terms of a personal blemish. Like you can point to like sports related things, but like in terms yeah. of like social, you know, stuff, that was his one blemish. And so maybe people were really quick to forget it. I don't know. It parallels Jordan's thing a little bit in a, in a way in terms yeah. of, you know, uh, both had squeaky clean, clean reputations for extended periods of time. And then something went down. I think LeBron's is a little bit more different because LeBron's was a, a guy sticking up for money. <laughs> and Jordan's was a guy who just liked money. <laughs> Both money related, but one was a guy. Well, being <laughs> LeBron, LeBron wasn't like, come on, guys, let's hear it for money. LeBron <laughs> definitely was like. No, my money. Yeah, it can't like, affect my money. This Everybody, is hurting money. <laughs> yeah, every I think both incidents were just like, oh, I'm going to talk a little bit about politics, or I'm not going to talk about politics at all for the sake of my money yeah. and people catching wind of it. Yeah. Um, well, if Jordan's is gambling, that's an addiction. LeBron, I don't think, is addicted to money as much as he oh, likes. Oh, I to was make referring it. to the Gant Helm. Oh, thing. okay. I I, I meant more the gambling stuff. Uh, Did LeBron have anything that he could parallel with the gambling stuff? No. I mean, he doesn't drink too much. I mean, okay, the only thing you could say is that there's rumors he takes HGH. Um, you what know. The fuck, LeBron. <laughs> so, Human I mean, growth hormones in yes. basketball? Yeah, I know, right? Ridiculous. We're going to do a whole episode on that one day, too. I think Chris... We talk, Del- we talk about uh, PEDs a lot. Yeah, I think Chris D'Elia had a uh, thing he said recently. I listened to his podcast sometimes where he said um, in all those things where like, you know, they make like Vandy Fair makes these videos like, how did this star get buff for this role? And he's like, it'd be really funny if they just put the camera on him. He's like, so I woke up in the morning and then uh, steroids. (laughs) (laughs) It's steroids. (laughs) The answer was steroids. (laughs) 
<laughs> like The Rock wakes up, he might work out, but before he does, he probably does steroids. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you think Kamel? Do you think Kamel did steroids? Oh yeah, I do. <gasps> no, not Kamel. I know. I know. Oh my god. He looks good though. Yeah, he looks great, baby. <laughs> He's very ripped. It's very weird. <laughs> Connor, you know what else is great? Huh? Being on time with your classroom studies. And I have to ask you, Connor, did you do your homework? I did do my homework, Cody. My homework this week was to talk about the beef between Ray Allen and the Boston Celtics. Yes, specifically the Boston Celtics between the years of 2008 and 2012. Yes. Yes. All right. So Ray Allen, what you need to know about this guy is that his first experience with the uh, National Basketball Association, the NDA, is he gets drafted by the Timberwolves. I know he played. I, I don't know if he was originally drafted by them, but he played for no, the Bucks. No, but he is immediately traded to the Bucks. Yes, right there after you go. He got yes, drafted. yes. And so his first experience was that. Oh, I have no control over my own career. I need yep. to take control over my own career. Yep. I wanted to preface this whole. That's a good. Beat. No, that's very. Yeah, that's very pressure. Yeah, good. So he plays for the Bucks. Then he goes to another team. The Sonics. The Sonics. And then finally. The he Seattle Grungers. The, or whatever you call them last week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Seattle Grungers. Don't forget. Um, the, plat, the only NBA team with plaid Plaid jerseys, yep. Uh, so then he goes on to the Boston Celtics. He plays there. He gets, what, two titles or just one? Just one. Just one. They act like they won a decade's worth of titles. Like, that team refers to that team as like, oh, my God, what a team. But, uh, I mean, they were good, and they were really, like, they were really exciting. And Kevin Garnett had the anything is possible thing. Like, you know, they're great. Uh, and they had personality and awesome. But they won one title. <laughs> and... Um it seems that even the Boston Celtics still, like, hold on to that uh, a little bit. Yeah. Because uh, at the end of the 2012 season, Ray Allen's contract with the Celtics is up, and he's going to go free agent, and the Celtics offer him $6 million a year. So he'd get $12 million for two years. They would take his name out completely from trade negotiations. Like, hey, no more trade rumors. You're going to be with us for two and years. And there was a lot of trade rumors, especially when they were not winning as much and they had to beat LeBron. They were like, well, maybe if we move Ray Allen and bring in another younger piece, maybe we can get this done. Yeah, so they get beat by the Miami Heat. Yeah. Uh, and that makes the Miami Heat the Boston Celtics rival at the time. Yeah, year after year, that was their big ticket. Like, you know, not to do a pun because KG's known as the big ticket. Uh, <laughs> but that was, their, that was their big like thing in their way of getting to the finals. Mm-hmm. So they uh, they lose to Miami. Miami's their big rival. Ray Allen's considering where he wants to go as a free agent. He goes to Miami for $3 million a year. Mm-hmm. Um, half what Boston would have given him. Everyone's really upset that he went to the rival team. All of his teammates are really hurt by it. And uh, he ends up winning a title for Miami. Yep, and he had, and we've watched it on this show. One of them uh, when we did our sports broadcasting one, uh, that one for the Heat where he was in the corner and he shot the three and he goes bang! Like <laughs> yeah, Brandon. that's right. That's yeah, right. he had one of the biggest shots in NBA history for the Heat and is probably most remembered for that more than maybe even his time with the big three with Pearson Garnett, just because of how monumental that shot was. Well, um, don't tell the Boston Celtics that. 
Yeah, because no. they are all very upset. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I think Ray Allen doesn't give a shit as much as they do. Um, I, I think know there's that. only one person who gives a shit, and it is Rondo. Rashawn, Rondo gives the most shit. Garnett yeah. is a close second, but Rondo gives a huge shit. Well, I feel like in this video that you sent me, I feel like a lot of the Celtics tweeted out uh, when. Ray Hall was inducted into the MV, uh, the Hall of Fame. Um, a lot of people tweeted out kind of coy, like, hey, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, really subtle things to give congrats to their former teammate. But Rondo, when they asked him about it, he's like, who? Yeah, yeah, fuck that. I don't know that guy. <laughs> I don't know him. Um, <laughs> I think one of the biggest, the, one of the more, more fun things of this is the reunion, obviously. Yeah, so the 10-year uh, reunion. The 10-year anniversary reunion, yeah. And they, you know, took a big yacht out to, like, an island, and they had, like, a big party, and they the only person they didn't invite was Ray Allen. And um, uh, uh, they all went on. Ke- Kevin Garnett used to have a show on TNT that ran alongside Inside the NBA called Area 21, and they would check in, and he would have different players in. And they had all the Celtics, and they just had a segment where they just fucking were like, fuck Ray they're all just like talking about it and even then like i I watched that video and i love rondo because rondo (laughs) doesn't say anything i think even one of them says like hey rish rondo you ain't saying nothing he's like i ain't saying nothing (laughs) (laughs) and it's so petty and it's so great uh it rivals like it, it has you know it's not the same story but like i think it's just fun to see how deep sports beef can run in terms of like you still see those isaiah thomas you know things yeah. right now uh where like isaiah thomas every few years will be like lebron's better than mj and like all the former bulls will be like <laughs> fuck you and then like now the documentary comes out and mj's like i don't like him like i will never like him and P- pippen's like i will never like him <laughs> like and then like they stopped him from being on the dream team famously when like Jeez. much worse players were on there it's crazy that was one thing when we talked about the isaiah thomas thing and it was so interesting to see like how Michael Jordan really got scapegoated for that. Just like all the other interviews of people being like, we all don't like him. Yeah, yeah. But they Stop were like... Depending it on Michael Jordan. Yeah, no, I, I mean, and what he said was true. I don't think a lot of, like, you saw how personal it got between Magic and Michael in the practices, and they yeah. were friends, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, they were close and are to this day. I think if Isaiah was there... It would uh, it would have added a layer of oh this isn't friends ribbing each other this is people mad like he already had Clyde Drexler on the team who he didn't like you know what I mean now we're gonna talk more about beefs in a future episode yeah I'm sure of it uh, but I think what made this beef so different from all the other ones that you've told me about is that this wasn't oh this player pushed me in a, in a game this was one of our teammates left us. Yeah, it was a betrayal. Yeah, it was a betrayal. And like you see it a lot more nowadays. But to them, it was like you can go to any other team. Just don't go to them. And that's what I think made Ray Allen want to go to them is to get that control back over his career that he lost a moment. Well, he was like, y'all don't appreciate me as much as I feel like I should be appreciated. Why am I not? Why? Why are there no Paul Pierce trade rumors? Is it like why are there no Kevin Garnett trade rumors like and it, they act like they ended their careers in Boston. Both of them got traded to the Nets 
and then KG went back to the Timberwolves and fucking Paul Pierce ended his career with the Clippers. Like he like they went all <laughs> over the place and they're like like Garnett was like I think Garnett was quoted as saying when we take that reunion we don't want any Wizards or you know Heat or Nets. We want, you know, the fucking Celtics. It's like you were a net. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you bounced around a little bit too. Like it's hard to stay with one team forever. I get the betrayal, but I think they're all yeah. petty as fuck, and I live for it. Oh yeah, the pettiness <laughs> is the pettiness is insane. Um, I, I likened it. I tweet. I texted you, and I likened it to like someone in your improv troupe got an SNL audition. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Fuck this guy." <laughs> yeah, even though he's like, "Oh, this is the greatest thing for his career." Or at least getting his name out there. We said they um, weren't funny. We all talked about how unfunny SNL got, and now you're part of them? <laughs> Sorry, guys. You're doing the go. Californians? <laughs> Shut up. I got to go hang out with Mikey Day. <laughs> oh, he's a nerd. We hate him. <laughs> he's my backup guy now. He, uh, he thinks I'm real cool. Look, Cody, this is going nowhere. Why don't we go ahead and get into the topic of the show? Well, we could because we're talking a lot about beef, but this is where the NBA players get to party a little and have a little <laughs> fun with one another. Connor, we're talking about the NBA All-Star Weekend. What is the NBA All-Star Weekend, Cody? Oh, man. Connor, I think I'm going to... I might... I don't know. I might have to hit you with my spiel. Oh, Cody's sports spiel? My sports spiel. Oh, hop on up. Give it to Are me. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Ah, sports. <laughs> That's how I decided to start this one. <laughs> how, how, how long did you, like, pull your hair out over the opening of this? I realized I was going to do a bit, and then I realized I had done that exact same bit before. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Ah, sports sounds good. Yeah. Let me continue. Okay. Ah, sports. Where the greats compete for shiny prizes. But among these greats are the greater greats. The ones who look at other greats and think, they ain't so great. (laughs) (laughs) But how should we honor these greats? A firm handshake? Do you think that would be good, Connor? Do you think they deserve a handshake? Yes. No, it's quarantine. (laughs) You have failed the test. (laughs) Quarantine test. You passed. That was a QT, QT. All right, Isaiah. (laughs) No, you honor them by pitting them against each other. This is sports. Thus, all-star games were born. And from all-star games sprung the all-star weekend, where players, media, celebrity, and fans alike converge upon a chosen city to revel in various events related to the pastime they hold most dear. The NBA All-Star Game, in particular, was first played on March 2nd, 1951 in the Boston Garden. The players were chosen by sports writers who were unable to select players from their own cities that they rode in. Ooh. Yeah, so a little bit, uh, you know, taking out the bias. Uh, no regards to position. You can play any position. They just took the top uh, 11 players from each conference. 22 players in total were chosen. Now, Connor, I have a game for you. Okay. I'm going to say someone's name, and you have to tell me whether you think they were in the 1951 uh, All-Star Game or just a person I know. (laughs) Okay. And none of these are Star Wars names? No, none of these are Star Wars names. No Jyn Ursos or anything? No Jyn Ursos. All right, let's go. All right, first one. Paul Arizon. I think you know him. No, he was a Philadelphia Warrior at the time. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Tim Brown. Uh, player. 
No, that's my brother's name. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Why don't I know that? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, Samuel Garena. That is a player. College friend. Um, <laughs> you're, bat- you're batting zero, bud. <laughs> All right, Ralph Beard. Player. Yes, he played for the Indianapolis Olympians. Okay. Uh, Dick McGuire. A friend of yours. No, he played for the Knicks. <laughs> Shit. Old Tricky so Dick from the Knicks. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, Mads Mickelson. <laughs> I lied. There are Star Wars people. <laughs> no, he played. He was Jyn Erso's, Erso's father in Star Wars Rogue One. But Vern Mickelson played for the Lakers. <laughs> That's not that's not a joke. <laughs> Since 1951, the NBA All-Star Weekend has expanded considerably. The NBA All-Star Weekend today goes all the way from Friday to Sunday and is packed with great events. Friday, the worst night. It sees the NBA All-Star <laughs> Celebrity Game, which was first seen in 2003. This sees enormously talented and world-renowned stars like David Arquette face off against other voices of our generation, like TV chef Bobby Flay. Mm. Just kidding. Just kidding. They didn't face off. They were on the same team with Carrot Top, Chris Tucker, and Turk from Scrubs. That sucks. (laughs) Yeah, those are the celebrities they get. The best NBA celebrity game player of all time is Kevin Hart, who has four all-star celebrity game MVPs uh, and puts on a fun show, and everybody likes to watch him. He's can retired I, since. Can I ask, do you know Turk from Scrubs' name? Uh, Donald Faison. Yeah, I was wondering why he said Turk from Scrubs. Oh, it Donald sounded Faison. funnier in my write-up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I also accidentally uh, did a typo and put Christ Tucker, <laughs> which is pretty funny to a guy like me. Uh, <laughs> Friday also sees the Rising Stars Challenge, formerly known as the Rookie Game. This sees first- and second-year players facing off. No juniors allowed. A fun wrinkle was added in 2012 when they allowed former NBA stars like Shaq and Charles Barkley to draft the players to the different teams. Mm. They were honorary captains. Now, on to Saturday. My favorite night, Saturday, holds the G League All-Star Game. The skills challenge, an obstacle course of sorts. The three-point challenge where mostly white players shoot threes. And (laughs) the crown jewel of the weekend and of the entire All-Stars. The best event in any All-Star game in any sport in the entire world, the Slam Dunk Contest. By far the most popular part of the weekend. This sees high-flying acts of athleticism by the league's best slammers. Five judges rate each dunk on a scale of 1 to 50. Players are allowed and encouraged to use props, teammates, or even their competitors to help add to the flair of their monster mammer jammers. <laughs> mammer jammers or slam dunks? Uh, no, those are tits, but it sounded like kind of like a slam dunk. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> Connor, I love the slam dunk contest so much. We're going to talk about it more. But, uh, God, it's my favorite thing, and I forced you on multiple occasions to watch dunks from the Slam Dunk Contest. I know. It's it's fun. They're very talented. They very are. Uh, uh, maybe we'll hear about it later, about why I like it so much. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then on Sunday comes the All-Star Game itself. 
24 players are selected by fans, media, and coaches voting. Coaches cannot vote for their own players. Mm. While the game used to be East versus West, in a recent development, teams are now determined by a draft held by the two highest vote getters. Uh, and they will draft people to their team, similarly to uh, old, you know, schoolyard games. Uh, for the past two years, this has been the Lakers' LeBron James and the Bucks' Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm. The Greek freak. Oh. <laughs> Each year adds new wrinkles to the game. And Connor, looks like you've gained some wrinkles for how long I've been talking. So I got a question. Any questions? <laughs> Yeah, I got a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This was actually, I, I, I had the most difficulty with this one, uh, coming up with questions for this event. I don't know why, but it was just, like, very hard to come up I with like questions. Your, I will say this. Your questions led me to some great shit. Like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I am ready to expand upon um, my, uh, my stuff. I'm really excited about it. Okay. Question one. Do other sports have events like this? Uh, yes, for sure. Um, they are definitely, there's not as much flair. Um, the home run derby is pretty cool in baseball, but it's just a kind of recreation of a thing we see all the time. It's just how many times, like watching the home run derby, when someone gets on a tear and it's just hitting home run after home run, those are cool to watch. And sometimes like they go really far and that's really fun to watch, but it's just the same thing over and over again. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, the N NFL has just recently adapted new stuff. They have dodgeball now, which is pretty sick. I think that's kind of fun. They also have this precision toss they do where there's like three circles on a board and there's one uh, guy defending all the different holes and <laughs> a, a quarterback has to get them through the holes. And that's pretty fun to watch. Um, but the NBA has the most variety and the most ability to have I think creativity injected. Um, so okay. I definitely say the NBA is the best one. They have room to grow and they've had bumps along the way. Um, but I think that to like the modern version of it is pretty good. And I think it's only getting better. Cool. All right. Question two, have there been any all-star games that had major rivals playing with each other on the same team? Yes. Um, there definitely has. And uh, it's very interesting. So, Here's the deal. NBA All-Star Games and All-Star Games in general are all about stakes. And like it used to be in the MLB, whoever won the All-Star Game, they hosted their conference would host the World Series. Like they'd have the most games of the World Series. They'd be the home. They'd be the um, they'd have home field advantage. Right. So like it was a big deal. The NBA All-Star Game has no stakes. Right. Um, and so for years, it's just been a kind of way to show who's the most dominant while also nobody plays defense, but sometimes you'll get moments where people square up one-on-one -on -one with each other. And other times you'll have um, rivals, like you said, kind of come together for a moment of clarity. Here's the backstory. Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant were Oklahoma city thunder teammates for years, right? Um, they, uh, went to a finals together, multiple conference finals, and they were up on the Warriors three games to one in the Western conference finals. Uh, at that point, uh, and it was, this was in 2016. Okay. At that point they imploded. The Warriors won the series 
and they went on to lose to LeBron James in the finals in that great comeback that you've uh, done homework on before, right? Mm -hmm. um, at that point, Kevin Durant is a free agent, and he signs, similar to, similarly to Ray Allen, with the team that beat them, he signs with the Golden State Warriors and plays with them for three years, winning two championships. At that time, apparently, the beef between Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook was one of the greatest beefs of our time. They took veiled shots at each other. Um, he uh, would wear cupcakes because people called Kevin Durant a cupcake after that. Like he was soft and like, like a cupcake. <laughs> okay. And so one time... And so one time Russell Westbrook showed up with cupcakes all over his shirt and like, <laughs> like he just, they hated each other, but they both got selected to the all-star game and they both ended up on the same team. And Connor, I sent you a clip of this. Uh, it's the first one I sent you. It's uh, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook in the 2017 all-star game when they were put on the same team. And uh, I was watching this live and something magical happened. And that's all I'll say. Okay, I'm pulling it up right now. Hopefully there are no ads. There is an ad. <laughs> Liberty Mutual. It's a Liberty Mutual ad. Uh, we'll talk over it. Okay, here we go. Now it's starting. The Wheel of Cams. So, you'll see. All right. Russell Westbrook has the ball. Boop. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. What just happened? <laughs> That's one of the... <laughs> All the other players so excited to see them. They're all clapping at them. They look like they just kissed in middle school. <laughs> all their friends are super jonesed about it. I love that clip so much. because That's great. It's That's these really two cute. Isn't it cute? Yeah. <laughs> it is. These two, uh, it was a cool play. He didn't have to pass it to him, and he did because he knew it was the right play to make it also – when you make a play like that, you know what the headline's going to be. Mm -hmm. So it was like the showing of goodwill between the two of them. Like, yeah, we've had a beef, but like, you know. And like to this day, they're not like best friends and they have yelled at each other. And in the games before that All-Star game, they were yelling at each other during the games. Um, <laughs> but it's kind of cool. I love that moment. It's very great. The other thing that can happen in a uh, All-Star game is you get matchups that you don't normally get. Uh, between some of the best players that never made it to the mountaintop at the same time. One of the greatest what-ifs is what if LeBron James ever got to play Kobe Bryant in an NBA Finals? During their time, they were both in opposite conferences, and they never got to the Finals at the same time, which is crazy because of how much they've been to the Finals. Uh, and they're two of the greatest players of all time. They played like at the same time for like 13 years and it never happened. Um, but they always had the all-star game matchups versus each other. And those were always fun to watch. I sent you two clips of this uh, yeah. kind of showing their relationship. The first clip, the one above the one with the picture on it mm -hmm. um, is just a really short clip uh, showing you kind of what it looked like when these two used to D each other up. All right, hang on. Fucking ads, dude. Oh, I think I sent you the same video. You did. Oh, 
Uh, this is, oh, then this one, I'll just show you this one. Uh, anyways, before this one, I had a small clip. It doesn't really matter. They used to laugh and clap each other up when they were defending each other. Mm -hmm. And you could tell that these guys, and sometimes it would go really hard at each other, but it was always love. And you could tell that these guys just loved being ambassadors for the sport. And they loved the competitive nature between the two of them. I'm sure it would have been completely different in a finals environment, but in an all-star game environment, it was great. Here he is having, uh, both of these men, sadly, Craig Sager and Kobe Bryant are now passed away. Yeah. Uh, very sad. Um, and there's this lovely moment here with LeBron coming to talk to him while he's getting interviewed. All right. I'll pull this up. God damn it. <laughs> ads, I'm sick ads, of ads, ads, man. Hey, did you know that the best reason to read a book is because there are zero ads? There I oh, said yeah. it. Oh, yeah. There I said it. All right. I'm pulling this up. Here we okay. go. Kobe, obviously this is your stage. What a weekend and congratulations. But you had to give a speech to everyone beforehand. Then you had to play a game. The introduction, standing ovations from legends. Were you nervous out there? Here comes LeBron. No, just, no, uh, just trying to see him. Just trying to dunk on me. He's going to lay it up at the end. He's just trying to dunk on me, Craig. <laughs> oh, no. He's just trying to dunk on me. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I miss. This is what I miss. That, that interaction and you know, the competitiveness is what I surely miss. And I'm just trying to stay as loose as possible. You know, it's the, the, the concerts before and then the long timeouts. I'm just trying not to pull some. So that's all you really need to see. Okay. Uh, just a nice clip of the two of them. You don't really see Kobe laugh that much ever, um, especially on a basketball court. This was his final season. You could just see what a dog he was, and but at the same time, how much he respected other players. I love to see clips like that. Really mm -hmm. great. So, yes, rivalries exist, but sometimes flourish, sometimes mend a little bit on the all-star court. Yeah, I, I mean, just I wrote the question before I watched the episode of The Last Dance with the Dream Team. And yeah. so, yeah, obviously. Perfect example. Yeah. Um, okay, next question. Are the rules of all-star games the same as NBA games? Um, no, they are and they aren't. Um, here's, uh, for years, it was pretty much the same in the actual all-star game. Um, but the, uh, uh, all-star game recently had a big rule change that, uh, for like a really great reason. And also just like, it was way better this way. So in 2020 here, it was, so Giannis had a team and LeBron had a team, right? They each competed quarter by quarter to see who could win the quarter. Okay. The clock was restarted at every quarter to zero to zero. Okay. Whoever won that quarter, um, I believe a thousand dollars went to the charity of their choice, um, which was awesome because it went back and forth. Then in the fourth quarter, they totaled up all the points from the first three quarters. And then they set a target score that you had to get to, to win and the way they did it was they took whoever was in the lead and they added 24 points and they said, well, however you get there, uh, whoever gets to that total first wins, uh, which was pretty cool to watch. It made it a lot more exciting. Um, and they also added the 24 points because just a few weeks prior was the death of Kobe Bryant, number 24. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and I thought it was a really cool game change uh, to honor him. And also, it was just exciting to watch because it was like, who's going to win the quarter was like fun to see. You know what I yeah. mean? They were all trying really hard at the end of each quarter. And then also at the end, it was kind of this back and forth between who's going to nail exactly that many points rather than like some buzzer running out. There was no clock. It was just how long could this thing go until they hit that number. Uh, and the uh, final score was like 150 something to 140 something. It was so fun. Um, love to see some changes uh, around that. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Question four. Have there been any infamous All-Star Weekends? Heck yeah, baby. <laughs> um, uh, so there's been infamous ones in terms of like, I was going to like say something about like, oh, in 2016 was one of the most legendary um, dunk contests of all time. And people thought Aaron Gordon got robbed. Like, but that's not really infamous. There's been ones where like, it's been like one time the NBA dunk contest was so bad. They stopped doing it for a few years. <laughs> like wow. the dunks were so awful. <laughs> um, and like, there's been like really bad all-star weekends. But there hasn't been quite one like 2007. In 2007, for the first time, the NBA did the All-Star Weekend in a very popular United States city that does not have a major sports team in basketball. Um, do you have any idea what city this was? Where stuff might have got a little crazy. Is it Boston? Uh, they have the Celtics. Chicago? They have the Bulls. <laughs> they don't have a team. Oh, they don't have a team? No. In a crazy city. Oh, God. Vegas, baby. <laughs> they had thing. Vegas All-Star Weekend, and shit went down. <laughs> All the way up to it. Because the whole thing is, wherever the city is, you remember when it was in Houston and when the Super Bowl was in Houston? The world floods upon a city yeah. and demands its resources. Uh -huh. And so when that place is Las Vegas, shit goes down. It was a wild environment. Um, <laughs> violence, rampant drug use, racism surrounding the event. Um, people went crazy. 362 people were arrested. Um, that's in addition to the normal daily arrests of Las Vegas nightlife. Okay. Um, Pac-Man Jones, an NFL star, was involved in a shooting of two security guards. Um, there was huge parties. Charlie Charles Barkley danced on a pole with Tiger Woods. Uh, Dennis Rodman and Penny Marshall uh, were at a strip club together. Things went nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they never had it there again, and there's still not an NBA team there because uh, that weekend was just kind of crazy. For reference... They only sold 19,000 tickets to the actual event, and 150,000 people, non-Las Vegas residents, came to the city for three days Jesus. of mayhem. <laughs> um, people said it was, like, so great and so awful, and, like, they look back on it now as, like, a mistake. <laughs> it's pretty great. Have you been to Vegas? I have never been to Vegas, but I know you have recently. I've, I've been to Vegas a few times. Um, and I, every single time I never want to go, <laughs> I've been twice on a bachelor party. Uh, and then once my dad took me and as soon as we got there, I was like 14. And as soon as we got here, I was like, oh, fuck, this might not have been the best place to take my kid. But I was a 14 year old <laughs> staying at the Bellagio. That was kind of nice. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. I was like, ooh, um, big fountains. Uh, imagine if when you walked out of your hotel room, you saw uh, Dennis Rodman and Penny Marshall walking by. <laughs> <laughs> Those bosom buddies didn't see that. I did yeah. see some some uh, some people getting physical in an elevator. 
Oh, but whatever. No. Yeah. You know, I'm 14. I was just like, ah, no. <laughs> All right. All right. Your last question, Cody. Yeah. What event would you like to see at the All-Star Weekend? One serious and one silly. All right. Here's the deal. Um, You're rubbing I your I thought this was the first together. question that you... I know. I thought this was the first question you asked. I'm so, so glad it's the last one because I have an idea. It has to happen. One-on-one tournament. I don't even care if it's a tournament. Just one-on-one of the best matchups I want to see. How great... So LeBron and... Kobe in those games was fine, but they could pass it. One of the clips I was going to show you that didn't load it. Like they like square off against each other and then Kobe passes it or LeBron passes it. You know what I mean? Like I just want to see first to 11 scores by one and two. I want to see like how better, how much better would that Katie Westbrook um, beef have been if they could settle it one-on-one at all-star weekend. Yeah, it would like, it would be insane. Everybody says the players don't try hard enough in the game. Like they don't play defense. They don't want to hurt anybody, man. If they had a one-on-one tournament, people would die. Like it would be, <laughs> it would be the dopest shit. Some of the best beefs of all time, like, you know, magic and Larry, um, you know, like uh, Michael Jordan and Dominique, you know, uh, or Clyde or Magic or, you know, any of these people. If you like Magic versus Isaiah, let them go at it first to 11, you know, half court. Just go for it. You know, uh, make it, take it like fucking that'd be so incredible. No one would be able to look away and they'd have bragging rights forever because it's no longer my team beat your team. Oh, well, I didn't have enough players. Oh, well, this guy was injured. No, we played. It was me versus you. I beat you in front of all these people. Yeah. Like, let's go to the Bellagio. You know what I mean? (laughs) That shit would be insane. I've never had a thing I want more ever. It's incredible. Uh, silly one. (laughs) Uh, uh, this could be connected to the one-on-one tournament. Okay. It could be like added points or like it could be its own separate thing. Trash talk tournament. I want to see who's got the spiciest things to say. Now here's the two ways you could do it. First, it could be direct. They could be mic'd up during the one-on-one tournament. So they could be like, well, oh. LeBron won, but Giannis had the best trash talk and they both get a trophy. Yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> or what would be even funnier is if, on the Jumbotron, they showed people's worst clips, and the other guy had to roast them about it. <laughs> that'd be really funny. That'd be, that'd really, be good. really That'd be really sick. My other idea for a silly one, the bench warmer brawl. If you play 10 minutes or less in the NBA, you're allowed to play this game. Okay, so if you're like some dude who's on the bench for most of the game, it's only for those players. Two teams of 10, they go at it, and so those guys get to live for once in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, your dudes on the side that no one gives a shit about, suddenly they get to be the star for a game. <laughs> I think that'd be very fun. That would be good. Those would be great. All right. Well, that take care of my questions for you, Cody. Um, yeah. Wait, how, what's the next thing we do? Well, Connor, I have something underneath my desk here. It looks really dusty and square, rectangular, prism-like. Yeah, it's very prism-like. I'm going to take it out, and I'm very excited to use it today because your questions didn't talk about it enough, so I'm going to talk about it. (laughs) I'm going to set it down, and I'm hopping up on my soapbox. Yeah, what do you got? Connor, I don't give a shit about the All-Star game. I'm going to tell you that. (laughs) I don't want... 
I honestly don't watch it most years because I watch the highlights because it's fun to see the great stuff. But besides this year, it's usually just a bunch of people not playing defense and just letting people try out for their best dunks. Sometimes cool things happen. But you know what? We already see their best dunks in a thing called the Slam Dunk Contest, which is the best thing in the world. Connor, I have loved the Slam Dunk Contest since I was a little kid. Steve Francis of the Rockets, I believe to this day is, if not the only... I, ugh, I'm going to get fucking flamed if I'm wrong on this, but I think he was the only person that suited up in a Rockets jersey for a slam dunk contest. And he was little and he did really well. Um, and, I, you know, that's incredible. But every year it's been so fun to watch. And there's been so many different rivalries. Uh, Dominique versus Michael Jordan, one of the best all-star, you know, dunk contests of all time. The one with the famous from the free throw Jordan Poe's dunk, you know? Yeah. Um, we have ones that are more recent. I mean, like 10 years ago, which was Nate Robinson versus Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard being a seven-foot center, Nate Robinson being like a five-six point guard. And both of them were going for a dunk contest for each other. Dwight came out as Superman <laughs> with a cape and dunked it as Superman. And then uh, the next year, uh, Nate Robinson played, and he wore all green, and he called himself Kryptonite. And he beat him. And it was sick as shit. <laughs> it was so fun. It was like WWE. Here's the deal about slam dunk contests versus like the home run derby. Home run derby, fine. You hit the ball really far. I've seen you do that. Dunk contests, you dunk really well. I've seen you do that. But here's the deal. Nobody's flipping their bat and then hitting a home run. Yeah. It doesn't happen like that. Yeah. The NBA's dunk contest is so incredible because it's athletic ability Mixed with flair, okay? Th these things, here's some things that have happened. People have jumped over Kias, okay? People have jumped over their opponent. People have lit a cupcake, jumped up, dunked it, and blown it out <laughs> as they dunk it. Dwight Howard once dunked it and then slapped the board, the backboard, and everybody was like, why did he do that? And then you look, and it was a sticker of his face smiling. <laughs> He put it up there. <laughs> okay. Um, there's been uh, this one time Dwight Howard did the Superman thing so much that he went into the phone. He brought a phone booth out onto, <laughs> onto the thing. One time, the um, uh, uh, Zach Levine, I believe, he wore a Toon Squad jersey and he brought out those DJs who said, come on and slam. And they performed it live. The Quad City ones? <laughs> What? The Quad City DJs? Yes, the Quad City DJs. They came out and they performed Come On and Slam Live. It was incredible. Uh, it's so much fun. There's so much that goes into it. Um, every clip of it is used in reaction GIFs forever because people go nuts in the stands. And there's so many things to consider when you make your dunk. Um, how hard is it versus how hard does it appear to be? One time, JaVale McGee did a thing where he had a 10 foot standard rim he brought in and it took a while. Like we all waited as and like the commentators had to like, just kind of talk for a little bit um, as they had a stall as they brought in an entire different basket right next to it. That was 12 feet. 
JaVale McGee then took two balls, he ran up, and he dunked on both of the rims. Now, was that hard? Probably. Did it look hard? No, it looked stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And so, like, they didn't like it, and it took so long to set up, but, like, nobody cared. (laughs) Meanwhile, like, people, like, get, like, dunks that have done a million times, but they do it in a certain way where it looks hard, and they, like, throw it down really hard with some force, and people go nuts. It's the most subjective yet objective thing of all time. And what I have prepared for you, Connor, are three of my favorite clips from the dunk contest. Now, here's what I mean. These are not necessarily the greatest dunks of all time. Well, I think they are. But it's not just about that. A good dunk contest clip is about the announcers, the reaction of the crowd, and the actual dunk itself. All of those elements combined. All right. Okay. Now, before so I pull the f- these clips up, I want the listeners to know that in an email you sent me, these are listed as one, one, and one. So you think that all three of these are the number one dunk. I put, <laughs> on my notes, it's three, two, one. <laughs> um, click the one that ends in G. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, no, no. Um, it's okay. Here we go. I, these are all great, but this is my third pick. This is wait, let me give a little preamble. Okay. Uh, this is Jason Rich- Richardson, who was an all-star dunk cont- contest star in the early to mid two thousands. He was uh, a smaller player and not the best. Like he was like a star, not a superstar level talent. Um, but man, when he dunked, it went crazy. I wanted you to watch this clip for a number of reasons, but uh, somebody really tries to get a high five from him. Yeah. Uh, at the end, I really want you to see who it is. <laughs> okay. No, oh, but he's just between his legs. Is what he said. Boom! All right, so there's that. Okay, pause it. Okay. There's Ashton Kutcher. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so if you look closely, you'll see Ashton Kutcher with long hair. Uh First celebrity sighting. Okay, keep going. Okay. Uh, Okay. I saw the guy who was in Like Mike. Pause it. (laughs) Yes. There is Bow Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you notice, not only is he little Bow Wow from Like Mike, he's dressed in his Like Mike uniform. Uh-huh. That's the fictional NBA team, the Knights, and he is dressed up like he's in Like Mike. Okay. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> he shoots it. It bounces. He grabs it. He spins and dunks it behind. Wait. His did back. you watch? Did you see like Mike trying to get the high five? I'm well. I'm in the replay right now. It's before the replay. We got to come up with a better system here. All right, here we go. Yes. All right. He does not get the high five. He Jason Richardson he does not get the high five. I love it so much. Um, but in the replay, you'll see uh, throws the ball, runs after it, uh, easy gather, reverse. Beautiful, beautiful dunk yeah. highlighted by Sign of the Times. Uh, that is Sh- Shad Moss, <laughs> aka Bow Wow, aka Calvin from Like Mike, <laughs> trying to get that high five and him completely disregarding him because fuck you and your dumb movie. <laughs> you think that's why? <laughs> no, no, I don't think you saw him, but it's very funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is maybe my personal favorite, but I had to put it at number two because of the iconography of number one. Uh, You've seen this one. Go to number two. And this is the one. This is Aaron Gordon. Okay. And this is called the stuff dunk. All right, here we go. (laughs) Fuck. Sorry. Ad baby. I got to watch this whole ad. How do I mute? 
What is this ad for? Some kind of computer? What? Some kind of magic? I love computers. I don't like this. I don't like that. All right, here we go. <laughs> He's doing though, man. All right, pause. So, so what you'll see <laughs> you is there is that. Aaron Gordon. He is an Orlando Magic player. Uh-huh. Okay? Next to him, that is Stuff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> that is the Orlando Magic mascot. Okay. Now, it's not crazy to use your mascot for a dunk, but it's crazy to do what he's about to do. Let's let it roll through. Okay. There he goes. Getting ready. Running up. Grabs it. Whoa. Wow. Now, it looks pretty cool. Wait for the slow-mo. Okay. If you can see, there's Anthony Anderson. John Stewart's giving out high fives. He's saying it's over. I think there's Matt Groening back there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from... Oh, here we go. All right. Jumps up, pulls the ball underneath his leg. <laughs> his legs are literally... Like, that picture right wow. there is, like, <laughs> iconic. Yeah. How high he's sitting in the air. It's pretty great. Like, it's one thing to jump over somebody, but when your legs are just parallel to the ground... Mm-hmm. God, what a moment. But nothing can top something that no one had ever seen before or even possibly conceived. The number one clip of all time. Oh, by the way, that last dunk dunk contest, that's the best dunk contest of all time. Some people say it's this one. I don't think it's this one. But I do think this is the best all-star dunk of all time. This is the 99 dunk contest. Sports fans are familiar with this one. This is Vince Carter. Are you sure it's 99? It says 2000. Oh, it probably is 2000. 99-2000 season. Sorry. All right. Here we go. Vince Carter. Vince Carter. There it is. Whoa. Whoa. If you listen, the commentators don't know what to say. Shaq is amazed. Steve Francis is amazed. Jason Kidd. They'll cut really quick to the best part. There's Isaiah going nuts. <laughs> Michael Keaton can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Keaton has no frame of reference for what he just saw. You have stunned Um, the Batman. Now, was that the most athletics of the three dunks you saw? No. You had the biggest reaction to it, though. Why? Because he dunked it, and then he put his arm into the rim and just hung there for a little bit and then released and dropped to the ground. And why is that the coolest shit? I don't know, but it is. I n- nobody knows. <laughs> it was astounding. If you listen to the commentators right after the dunk, they just go, oh, uh, oh. <laughs> they don't know what to say. <laughs> Michael Keaton is giving up his career in acting until 2012 because of what he just saw. <laughs> it was really something to see. Um, we're, now that we have these clips, I am posting these in the episode description, so you can go and look in there if you want to watch all of these clips. They're very, very cool. And if you or Chris Skelton want to tell us what you think your favorite uh, notable villain of the show, Chris Skelton, <laughs> want to tell us want to tell us what your th- what you think the top three uh, slam dunk contest clips should be. If it's a great dunk with no reactions from a star started crowd, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, um, don't don't send in uh, somebody one of your friends dunking really well unless Adam oh, Sandler's yeah. on the sidelines going shabadoo. <laughs> Um, yeah um this also leads to your test for this week connor you are an up and coming player okay now what team do you play for what team do i play for yeah all right look 
I spent my whole life wanting to play for my hometown team, the Houston Rockets. All right. I go to the draft. I get drafted by the Timberwolves, and I'm immediately traded <laughs> to the Seattle Grungers. <laughs> the Grungers. It's back to the Grungers, baby. Yeah. All right. Uh, what number are you? I'm number uh, 17. 17. All right. Connor Clifton, number 17, Seattle Grungers. You, you are in your second year. You've averaged about 15 points and like six rebounds, but a few times you got some air and you put down some dunks. And one time you dunked on Jared Allen, who's like seven feet tall for the Brooklyn Nets. And people saw it and they ask you, would you like to participate in the slam dunk contest? No. <laughs> all right. Test over. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. All right, all right. Even though you denied it first, they accept your <laughs> apology and they will let you do it. <laughs> all right, so you are going in the dunk contest. You start off with a few windmills, a couple of spins. Uh, you do some kind of big, you know, a couple of really cool things. Um, you finally make your way to the finals, and it's you versus me, okay. Tad Draxler. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> And I play for the Washington Wizards, and we suck, and I'm considering this the only trophy that we can win this year, so I'm going for okay. it. Okay? And we each have two dunks left. And in those two dunks, we have to, wi- uh, we have to show off our best of our abilities. Okay? okay. I go first. Okay? Right. I do a hopscotch down the entire court. At the very end, I jump... I cock my hand behind my head, give a couple of shimmies, and invert the dunk to the other side, and I get the score of a 44. Not great, but pretty good. Okay. Connor, you're up. All right. Everyone keeps looking around. Where's Connor Clifton, number 17? He's supposed to be dunking right now. Suddenly you hear <laughs> a small little battalion. Of knights and shit come out and announce, and now prepare for the ultimate weapon. A trebuchet <laughs> comes out. I am oh. in the trebuchet. Yeah. <laughs> they angle it just so, cut the rope. I shoot up into the air. As I come down, I spin, pirouette. I maybe even read a couple of single panel Fireside comics on my way down. <laughs> and then I dunk. That ringed. The judges confer. By the way, your judges are uh, Cheryl Swoops, <laughs> WNBA player, Scotty Pippen, Dwayne Wade, and um, Dr. Fauci. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, everybody holds up nines. You've got a 45. Yes. Okay. So you're one point ahead of All me. Right. But you don't know what I'm about to do, baby. Oh, shit. Because... Because I come in, and all you see is uh, a car, a Kia, being driven <laughs> right to under the rim. And everybody's like, okay, we've seen this. The, um, you know, Blake Griffin jumped over a Kia, and he won. So, like, fine. that We've seen it before. <laughs> okay? Out of the top of the hood pe- appears four of your favorite Muppets. <laughs> and then- <laughs> It, and it's your preference. Okay. The way I've set it up, it's a hologram, and it knows what you like. Oh, shit. So if you don't like Gonzo, he's not there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And they're all waving, and they say, get ready for this. And you look to the other end of the court, and you're like, oh, 
well, there's going to be Trax Draxler, <laughs> Tad Draxler. Tad but I'm not there. And so you're looking around, you're looking around. I'm the car. <laughs> I demorph myself. I eat all your Muppets. <laughs> and I say, mm, seconds, please, and do a simple dunk. Okay. That's pretty good. Everybody goes nuts. I get a perfect 50. Oh, shit. Connor, you're going to need a perfect 50 dunk to beat me. Technically, I only need 49 points, but I get what you mean. To tie. You need 49 to tie, 50 to All win. All right. The whole stadium goes dark. <laughs> On the Jumbotron, a sketch begins. Okay. I wake up. I'm a little hazy. Oh, I look at my watch. It says, the dunk contest today. I say, oh, no. I run out of my house. The camera follows me. It's Tarantino style. It's one shot. It's tracking me all the way down the stairs. I get to my car. I fumble with my keys. I pick up my keys. I get into the car. I go to turn the ignition. Fuck, what do I do? Oh, my car's not starting. I got to get to the dunk contest. I get out of my car. I go to pop the trunk to see if I got any jumper cables out here. Oh, you need a hand? I turn around. It's fucking Shaw. That's right. Yeah! That's right. From the Fast and Furious franchise. Of course. Say, come on. Looks like you need to go dunking. I hop in the car. I'm in the passenger seat, and he's just driving as fast as he can. He's driving, driving, driving. Cop sees us. Whoop, whoop. Now, all of a sudden, we got the entire police squad on our tail. I look back. I look over to Jay's Stadium. I go, you are one crazy mother. Cut to the stadium. Everyone's waiting. Everyone's getting impatient. It's dead quiet. Suddenly, someone looks down at their drink. It starts to shake. Suddenly, a rumbling. Suddenly, Jason Statham's car drives through the roof and shoots straight towards the rim as I poke out of the passenger seat and dunk it ever so subtly as we land on the court. <sighs> the judges confer. <laughs> Cheryl swoops, holds up a 10. <laughs> Scotty Pippen holds up a 10. <laughs> Dwayne Wade looks like he's about to hold up a 9, smiles, switches it to oh a 10. Oh, my God. Dr. Fauci <laughs> takes off his shirt, and he has written 10 across his chest. But you're like, wait a minute. There has to be a fifth judge, and Cody must have forgot to say that. Not, not, not. Gonzo comes up, and he's like, I know I was with the other guy, but it's a 10. You can go. My mom's drinking. Go. I'm leaving the thin. It's right here. I'm using it. Right at the climactic moment. <laughs> Here's where the cut point will be. <laughs> okay. It's a 50. You yeah. win. <laughs> wow. I can't believe I totally won the dunk contest.
You did it, man. You passed the test again. You're so good at this. Oh, Connor, we done did it again, we baby. We sure did. <laughs> we learned. Uh, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about what it takes to like get the fan base still caring about the game after the fact. And it's moments like this. It's moments like, hey, here are amazing athletes performing feats of incredible talent and strength. And it gets you amped up on mm-hmm. the game. It gets you thinking about, like, oh, this is what my fantasy league would be. Oh, this is what my fantasy team would be. Um, and I don't mean fantasy as in, like, the sports. I mean fantasy as in, like, Oh, if I was a coach, if I could, like, draft all these people, this is what I would do. <laughs> I, I, I think it's such, a, um, it's such a cool thing that we have. This, uh, besides the fact that we get to watch people play a game and be entertained, we get to watch this all-star, like, collection of players play this great game. And also, they get to give us little events that are fun and silly and stupid. <laughs> I can't stop laughing about... <laughs> Our improv. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Gonzo's really funny. Uh, Okay. So anyway, that about does it for our episode. Yep, that's it. Connor, you're forgetting something. You're trying to sneak out of class early. Oh, shit, you caught me. What's my homework? I remembered. Uh, I wanted you to take a look. Uh, we've been looking at Michael Jordan quite a bit mm-hmm. recently, and you've seen his dominating years. I want you to take a look at his worst years. Uh, Connor, I want you to take a look at his time after his second retirement where he came back again to play for the Washington Wizards. Okay, do you want me to look at Jordan's time on the Washington Wizards? Yeah, as the owner, and then as a player, and then his attempt to go back to owner, and they're like, no. I'm very excited to learn more about this. <laughs> it's very good. All right. It's very well, good. Well, that about... Connor, any nah, plugs? Nothing new. <laughs> you know how it is. <laughs> uh, check out F and Rager. Check out Honey, I Shrunk the Binge. Uh, watch our backlog. I'm at CD-E on uh, Twitter, at CodyDale323 on Instagram. I'm at Cliftocurrency on Twitter and Instagram. Go ahead and follow me there. And also follow Give Is us That a subscribe. Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, give us a subscribe. Give us a like, a rate, a review, please. Yeah, Yeah, we need it. Um, All right, well, that about does it. Cody, I guess I'll see you next time.